Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hello, hello, ladies. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. We are back with our well-planned series. And at the moment, I have my friend and former business coach, Megan Flatt, who joins me on Mondays to answer your questions about balancing motherhood and business. And we're having so much fun answering these questions. And today's questions is one of my favorites, actually, because it's from a mom who chose to stay home and be with her kids in the early years. And now her kids, I'm going to blank on how old they are, but I feel like they're five or seven or seven and nine. And she's ready to do her next thing. And in fact, she feels very called to start a very particular business. And so she asks us, you know, how to do this, like how to launch something and how to stay balanced. And oh my gosh, I just love this topic. I love helping busy moms figure this out and really keep the balance because it's scary. It's scary to think that all of a sudden you wouldn't be with your kiddos 100% of the time. Or if you're in a job, it's scary to think that you could still be good at your job and be good with your kiddos, even if you're just doing a side hustle that would help support your family and your creativity in a different way. Because I think a lot of the times when us moms go to work, it's because we're really needing to nurture our creativity and the impact that we want to make on the world. And so I really love this question. In fact, we are coming off from a three-day retreat with the women in Flow 365, and that is the year-long program that I run where women are using the Flow Planner, and each 90 days, we have a retreat together virtually where we commit to filling out what our 90 days will feel like, will look like, how we'll do it. And it was so amazing just to watch these ladies just flourish over the course of the weekend and feel really excited about what their next 90 days looks like, both from a work perspective for those people who have a job, but also people who aren't working or aren't entrepreneurs, just their creative outlets and what that was going to look like. And we even have somebody who's a nurse and she was excited about her projects. And it's just so fun to see women excited about the work that they're doing in this world. And then also carving out a good amount of space, the right amount of space for them. And it looks different for everybody to both take care of themselves and to show up as the parent and wife and person that they want to in their home. I don't know. It's just, it's so invigorating for me. So I really genuinely love this question today because it's what we did all weekend. We sort of solved this problem and it's so fun. We will be opening up doors to Flow 365 again in February. So stay tuned for that because there might be some moments to join early this next round um, at a discounted price. So stay tuned for that. Now I'm saying stay tuned, but really the only way if you're listening to this today that you can get a hold of me is you can email me at mia at plansimplemeals.com and you can direct message me on Instagram. And those are really the two best ways today because 
Our website is currently 100% broken. It is being fixed. We are just migrating stuff and creating a site where you can better find these podcasts. And in the midst, I've just had to let go and know that it's all going to work out as planned, but that nobody can get a hold of us through our website today and probably for the rest of the week. And that is just okay. That's just how it's going down. So definitely reach out if you want to tell me anything about these episodes or about an interest in Flow 365 or what your question might be. Actually, if you have a question, you can go to plansimplemeals.com slash ask. That does work and you can record your question. And I would just love to hear from you. I love hearing from everyone. And this is my favorite time of year because I just think it's such an opportunity to wrap up work projects and get a lot done. I don't know, but right now I just feel like I could get anything done. And then I love planning to really unwind and be a different kind of human being in December and celebrate holidays and be with my family and sit by the fire and be with myself. And it's just such an amazing time of year. And you will start to hear on the podcast more about this. So this week, later this week, I'm Angela is coming on. She's amazing. And she is going to share how she actually meal plans for the holidays starting right now so that her holidays are totally stress-free as far as food is concerned. We are going to talk with Kim, who has been on the podcast before, and that doesn't happen very often, who's going to share all about sort of our emotions and how we might connect with ourselves during the holidays. So we're, I'm really ramping up to help everyone simplify and plan for however you want to feel this holidays, whether that's ease or peace or joy or connection, that's for you to define and then figure out. And I'm hoping that all the episodes we talk about will help you do that. So if you like what you're hearing, Please leave your review on iTunes. That will really help us be found by more people. And my goal in life is to impact 1 million moms. That's a a steep calling, but that is what I would love to do. And I could use your help because as we get more ratings and reviews on iTunes, more people can find this podcast and we can reach more human beings. And I love that. So with no further ado, let's listen to our question for today, and then Megan and I will dive into what we think she could do. Hi, Mia and Megan. Thank you so much for taking my question, and thank you so much for doing this podcast. I've really been enjoying it. I'm super grateful for the wonderful work that both of you are doing. Um, My question is surrounding a business launch. Um, I've been a stay-at-home mom of two for over a decade. My kids are 8 and 11, so in elementary school and way more self-sufficient. And I'm about to embark on a new journey, um, launching a business that's dedicated to helping highly sensitive women thrive. Um, And my question is, do you have a checklist, like your ultimate launch checklist, Um, of things that you absolutely positively do before you launch. Um, And would you be willing to share that with me? Any advice that you have surrounding a launch and being a mom and still having to be kind of like a full-time mom? My husband travels a lot, so I'm alone all all the time. (laughs) Um, So anything that you have to offer would be wonderful. Thank you so much. 
Oh my gosh. I just love, love, love these user questions. And I'm so grateful to have the amazing Megan Flat with me again to answer this one because I feel like it's so right up your alley. Welcome, Megan. Yeah, I'm so excited for this question. And thank you for the praise too. That was really nice to hear as well. We're having fun doing this. We all, we all need praise, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, I'll take it later in the show. Just kidding. All right. So um, tell everybody, just in case anyone, we've been doing this, this series, this Q&A series that I'm calling Well Planned. And Megan's taking on the, we've started off talking about work and business and work-life balance. And over time, we'll probably get into other kinds of Q&A, um, you know, with a healthcare professional and that kind of stuff. But I've had the amazing Megan here for, I think we're on like our sixth episode and she hasn't, she hasn't left us yet and we keep getting questions. So it's been so fun. But Megan, for anyone who's just tuning in, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I love it. You're going to have a hard time getting rid of me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like stick around. I'm just going to be hanging out. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm Megan Flat. I'm a business growth strategist. I work with female entrepreneurs, specifically mom entrepreneurs. So this question is super exciting for me. And I help women build thriving businesses that they can feel good about and that sustain them while they're still actively present in the day-to-day -day lives of their kids and their families. All right. Awesome. So I know us, so I know we're going to dig into this question, and I think that we are going to give lots of awesome suggestions, and they sometimes we go a little higher level than I think people are expecting that we'll go, but I, I also think that that's really important for people to hear, because I think one of the things we can do is get so bogged down in the details that we can't you know, take, we can't even take a breath because we're so bogged in the details. So I have a feeling we're going to go there a little bit, but then also in terms of launching, you have a really detailed checklist that you're going to share with everyone eventually, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so we'll get there, but just so okay, everyone perfect. knows that who's listening, that we're, we have this checklist and it, it really is a checklist for launching a project. Okay. So what's your first thing? So I think my first thing is, my first couple are kind of big overarching, like you said, kind of high level. And so I think my first thing when you're, whether you're starting a business from scratch, whether you're making some changes in your business or you're launching a new thing, I think that just know that start where you are you know, start where you are. And I hear so many of when I'm talking with people that are just starting businesses, you know, they're, they're like, Oh, I've got to get a website and I have to have a logo and I need this and I need business cards and I need this, that, and the other thing. And all of that is great, but you can launch a business without any of those things. And in some ways I even recommend that you do that because I feel one of my favorite quotes. Um, I know I've heard it from my mentor, Jenny. She, I think it actually came from Marie Forleo is this idea that clarity comes through action. And so I think again, whatever it is we're launching when we're sitting in our little bat cave and like, coming up with, okay, this is what my business is going to be, or this is what my progress, my pr product is going to be. Um, it's hard to know exactly what, how it's going to affect people, exactly how it's going to play out. And if you put all this time and energy and months and months and months into developing the perfect website and the perfect this and the perfect that, and then you launch it out into the world, those things might change a little bit. So my first recommendation is, is get your idea, get your product, get your business out as quickly as possible, and then be willing to wear your researcher hat and say, okay, here's where I want to tweak it a little bit. Or here's a great thing that my client said, and I want to use that in my messaging. So clarity comes to action, get it out there and then tweak and test it and, and polish it from there. 
Yeah. And I would just follow up with that, that just listening to the question and just knowing um, what I know about, you know, my business and other people's businesses is that we have the, a lot of times we're, we are creating a business that serves a past version of us. So if she is serving highly sensitive people, um, mm-hmm. then maybe if that means she is one, <laughs> then I would just back out of that, that that I think that's even more important for sort of intuitive, sensitive women, which I think a lot of us are, because I think we can hide in all those things you just said, like Absolutely. the logo and the website. I mean, it's such an easy, it's such an easy way. It's like, it's like our business outfit, <laughs> you know, it's totally. like, and, and I think the thing is, is like our business could be the equivalent of our yoga clothes, you know, and Absolutely. you don't have to be all dressed up in a suit and, and it's sort of the equivalent of that. So if you're comfortable in your yoga clothes, you have to be comfortable in going out in that version of your business. Totally. And knowing that nothing, nothing is set in stone, not, you know, maybe there are some things that you do that could be really detrimental, but like (laughs) nothing, nothing that you put out there, you know, I think about, and the same with you, like the first versions of our businesses that we put out there or the first products that we put out there, those don't have to define you for the rest of your business. And it's most, the most important thing on two levels for you as the business owner, the most important thing is for you to get the business out there. And then for the people that you're helping, you know, there are people that need your services that can't and don't want to wait six months for you to have the perfect logo for them to get the the support they need. And I think that also, and this is the designer in me going back to like the logo and the website, you know, that's my background. So I, I feel blessed that I understand how changeable all those things are because I don't think that all of us know that. And I mean, that is the truth. Like you could write 10 pieces of content and put them on a different designed website a day. Like, I mean, these things really can change. And, you know, just right now we're in the middle of a redesign on our website so that everybody can get to these podcast episodes. Yeah, And um, it's just amazing to go back and see content from, you know, five years ago, even that's still super relevant. And all you have to do is like add a new picture. And I mean, there's so many ways to let all everything we create evolve with us. Like nothing is set in stone. Even when I go back and see all the iterations, like all the Photoshop iterations of our website. And it's just so amazing where we've come and I've always known how to do this. Exactly. Well, and you and I were just talking about, um, and maybe this is rolling into a, you know, kind of a subtopic of this, but you and I were just um, screenshotting the picture of us recording because we wanted to put it on Instagram stories. And so, you know, there's so many ways, and actually (laughs) this is a little bit the opposite of one of my other suggestions, but there's so many ways that you can run a business that it doesn't have to be, oh, I need this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. You can actually just start and say, if you're really familiar with a social media platform or you're comfortable on a social media platform, you can just start there. You know, yeah. you can just, and, and have your content. One of the women on my team said to me yesterday, she said, I really feel like Instagram is taking over for blogging. Yep. And like, I think that's a really interesting, you know, and it, it, it's just a good reminder that there's a million different ways that we can do this. So don't get too bogged down with, okay, what's the exact next thing that I have to do? Yeah. You can, you can, 
you can have different iterations. Okay. Is that the one that's going to eventually contradict? Cause I have a, I have my next <laughs> one flows from that, but I want to make sure that everyone doesn't just put their content out on social media, but that's right. I know. So, well, yeah. So that's my contradiction is my huge mantra that I tell all my clients that I just, I just mailed out postcards with this. I got on. your postcard today. Did you get my postcard? Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad to know that it came out. Well, so what does it say on the postcard, Mia? Do you remember? No, says, I haven't it read says, it. I just do, saw it from Megan. That's all right. It says do less better. Yeah. So that's, that's my a quote in the planner by the amazing Megan Flat. Yeah. It is. It is. It's in the flow planner. It's, you know, I use it in my, in my marketing and I literally use it to myself yeah. <laughs> as a mantra that I tell myself all the time, because just like we just said, there's a million different things. And especially when you're starting a business, yeah. Oh, I could do this and I could do this and I have to get this and I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. And and that follows you all the way through your business. I mean, we're, we're dealing with that and being able to stop and just say, okay, what is the, is the next right decision for me? What is the, I'm going to pick one social media channel. I'm going to pick one, you know, way to market to my clients. I'm going to pick one ideal client. I'm going to pick one product to sell. And then you can always add from there, but start by doing less better. Oh my God. I love that. Then that's funny. That's not what I thought you were going to say, but I love that because that that was actually my next change. So I'm glad you said that, but I love, I love, love, love that. Um, and I think it's so important. And then I guess, so then I'm going to make my next one a little different, which is just create systems on your end that Mm -hmm. make everything you put out there yours. Yeah. Because I think a mistake, like like we were just talking about Instagram and a very conscious choice I'm making right now is I could be on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn, but I'm, I'm actually very purposely going to give up Facebook for a little bit because it was causing me to create, it was, I was spending more time there than I needed to because I, yeah. I don't know, I just was. And so, so I really am giving everything up for Instagram for a minute, just as an experiment, you know, it might not be forever, but the thing I'm most conscious about is like, Every time I make a post, it's in a document, like it's in a Google document. Because what I've realized, like as I go back through my website and stuff is these things we think of, they're pretty timeless for the most part. Like totally. whatever it is, however we're meant to serve, like we're probably going to be repeating ourselves for a couple of years. And so just make sure you're not putting everything out there in a place where you don't have that content because things like Instagram and Facebook, like they're evolving. They've evolved just in the, you know, time I've been in business. So they're going to keep evolving over our lifetime. So just make sure that you have systems where you know where to find your content. Exactly. Cause it, because that's going to save you so much time too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love that. Okay. So I'm going to go on to another one and then you're yeah. going to go back. Okay. So another thing that I think is really important, and I feel like we've shared this around other things, but just writing it all out. And Megan is like the queen of sharing this on post-its. You can write on post-its, you can write it in a book, but really write it all out. And the reason I think this is so important goes back to the do less better is I feel like we have to write it out to see how out of control our vision is. (laughs) Because for the most part, what we want to do is like 17 million times more than what we need to do. So I think it's really important to write it all out. And I feel like every time I write everything out, it's like the four-year plan, not the like six-week plan. Right. You know, and in my head, it's the six-week plan. So it's like, okay, what actually needs to happen from this list to kick this thing off? And 
you know, Megan's going to share her checklist for launching something, but I really do believe that we know what that is. Like we know what has to happen. Like we know that we could, we know that everyone at our, you know, pool we go to in the summer or everyone at our kids school would love what we have. Like we, we know where to find the, or in a, some Facebook group we're in, you know, like we know how to get our first customers. We, we just might not know, you know? So, so I just feel like writing that whole list out and then just simplifying it down so that you're really clear about what it is that you're creating and what it is that you want. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's so important. And um, I mean, I think, I think a lot of ours are really overlapping and intertwining. Um, I would, I would add to that. I would add to that one. And we've talked about this a million times already on this podcast, but like, go, go ahead and think in 90 day chunks too. Yeah. And what I do is, is like you said, I love that big brain dump. And then I take a piece of paper and I just divide it in quarters. So I just, you know, put a, put a kind of a cross on it. And I think about the next four quarters and then I can start to look at that big brain dump. And I can say, this is a, cause I think our fear, even if it's a subconscious fear is that like, if we don't do it now, it somehow won't happen. Um, so what I like is having that kind of those four quarters to look ahead. And so that I can say, I can look at that brainstorm and I can say, wow, that's a really great, starting a podcast, that's a really great idea. I love that idea. And I'm going to do it in quarter three of next year. And so you're able to, to take those ideas and you're able to push them out into the different quarters. And like you were saying, get that bigger perspective so that you feel like your ideas are safe, your ideas, you know, and then you can focus, you can do what you're doing. You can say, okay, for this quarter, I'm going to focus on Instagram and then I'll reevaluate that. And maybe in quarter one, I'm going to try focusing on LinkedIn. And then, you know, it gives you a long-term plan instead of just like, what do I feel like doing today? I think today I'll post on Instagram. It, it gives you this, this bigger framework to fit. And then your time makes more sense because you're not all over the place. Yeah. And, and also like when you're thinking what those big things are that you're going to work on, really understanding what the end goal is. Cause I had this funny thing happen where I was on a, a coaching call where I was the one coaching, but I was in front of a bunch of other people. So like people were watching, you know, it was like sort of a thing of growing how you coach. Mm -hmm. And, um, this woman, um, had a, a financial goal that you could tell she was really, really stressed about. And, and, you know, I, I feel like no matter how much, like, it could be that you want $200, it could be that you want $10,000 this month. And I have to say this woman wanted the, the lesser part, like her mm -hmm. goal, money goal wasn't that big. Mm -hmm. And so, and she had this whole thing about how she was overwhelmed because she wanted to do a challenge. And she had this whole idea of how it would be five days and what she would serve up. And I just remember at the end being like, wait a second, what did you say your goal was? Right. And, you know, she said, well, I just need to make, I think it was like $400. And I was like, okay, well, what is that? Like, what does that mean? And she was like, that I see three clients. And I was like, all right, do you have a list of 25 people who know you, love you, are your ideal client? And she was like, yeah, I have a list of like 50. And I was like, well, then why on earth would you run a challenge? Like send an email. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's so interesting because if we can work back from that and, and in that, if you're the kind of person who, you know, follow is following sh bright, shiny objects and wanting to be Marie Forleo today, then I would say that's a whole other thing. But if you really tap into what you want, like what your goal is now, most likely you can figure out how to get there. 
Um, and then you sort of can figure out, you know, what those tasks really are, like what it is that you really need to do to find those people. And it helps, it acts as a filter too. And yeah. so always leading with results and we can apply this to anything. Like I'm, I'm hosting, my mom always hosts Thanksgiving dinner. I've finally convinced her to let me host Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and so, you know, it's the same thing with there. It's like, okay, start with the end, you know, start with the end in mind. Like what foods do you want on the table when everyone yeah. sits down? Or, you know, start with what that financial goal is or start with what, what you're trying to drive people to and then work backwards from there rather than trying to start with what's step one, what's step one to starting a business, you know, no, actually look at what step, like what's step 10, what's step yeah. 10 or what's that end result and then work backwards to step one. Yeah. And, and the quarter thing I think is awesome because you can see that there's multiple end results right? Like an end result, there's a, this 90 days, then that 90 days, like that's always growing too. And sometimes we can't even imagine what the one is in yeah. a year and that's fine. Like all exactly. we have to do is figure out what it is now. For now, That's mm -hmm. totally good. And I love the Thanksgiving analogy because I feel like that would be the equivalent of sending out an email and ask, you know, telling everyone like, what do you want to bring before you understand how you even want it to look like? And that's a nightmare. <laughs> Exactly. And everyone exactly. brings pies. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so being really clear is helpful. Yeah. Um, okay. So my, <clears throat> my next one is starting to get a little more nitty gritty here. Okay. And um, we hear a lot. And I think when, when you start hanging out in the business space, you start hanging out in business Facebook groups, you're going to start hearing about like, oh, you need a funnel and you need an upsell and downsell. And there's like all these different things. And so we are actually right now in my mastermind, Mama CEO Mastery, we're actually talking about funnels. And I actually have this little phrase, the do less better funnel, which is, you know, kind of combines my last one of instead of there's a million different ways to do this, but for each individual person at any given time, narrowing down exactly what your funnel looks like. And so I want to just give a visual and simplify a funnel really, really simply. So you're just going to take your, your piece of paper and you're going to draw an upside down triangle on the paper so that the point is at the bottom. And at the bottom of that point, just like me and I were just talking about, at the bottom of that point, you're going to write what you're driving people to. So your upside down triangle is pointing to, you know, three new clients or, you know, this, the, the, whatever your number one focus is. So the thing you're going to sell. So if it's one-on-one -on -one coaching, if it's a program, like whatever it is, that's what you're a class, focusing on. The like class you're class. teaching. Okay. Exactly. Like whatever that number one focus is. And then there's basically three parts to the funnel. There's what the very top of the funnel, the widest part of the funnel is what you need to do to get visible. So what do you need to do so that people see you? And that's the widest part of the funnel because you want kind of your biggest chunk of people coming in there. What do you need to do to get visible? And you pick one thing. Is that social media? Is that in-person networking, like you said, is that talking to your friends at the local pool? Is it talking to, you know, uh, a business group that you're a part of? Is it posting on social media? Pick one way that you're going to tell people what you're offering. Then the middle of the funnel is how do you build relationships? How do you nurture? Once you've told those people, here's this thing I'm doing, then how do you nurture them? So, and that's, it's very genuine. I think when people go into business, we start to get bogged down with like all this, like, oh, I've got to create a funnel and I've got to upsell and downsell. And it like starts to feel kind of slimy, but really it's just, how do you tell, like, how are you going to tell people what you offer 
And then how are you going to build a relationship with them? So depending on what you're selling, maybe it is, um, you know, maybe it's jumping on the phone with someone and having a conversation or meeting with a group of people to tell them about what you're offering. Or maybe it's, you know, starting a private Facebook group. Like there can obviously be different levels, but when you're starting out, just keep it simple. All you want to do is tell people what you're doing then you want to build that relationship. And then the very bottom of the funnel is you want to make the sale. And I'm going to talk about sales because it's a different, it's a different step that I have, but that bottom part is how do you, how do you, how do you, um, convert them from being an audience to a buyer. And so there has to be a way that you tell them, here's how you can hire me. So you can't just say, I, I want to help women who are highly sensitive thrive. You have to eventually say, and here's how you can hire me. And so that comes at the bottom of the funnel. Yep. And I feel like in all of those steps, like I feel like in the wide one, it's so easy to overgive our time. Yeah. Right. Then that's where you really have to focus on one thing. And in the middle, it's so easy to overgive. I guess it's still time. Like, our, but I feel like time. in that it's more yeah. ourselves. Like I feel like in mm -hmm. that middle stage, it's like, you know, if what you're selling is $75, do you need to hop on the phone with somebody? No. If you're, if it's like all trying to figure out, you know, if you're, if you're in a sort of more questioning mode of what you're offering, then maybe, because then it's like research, but right. really be clear about that. You're not giving more of yourself than you have to. And I say that only because I've made that mistake. Totally. And the way you build, the way you build a relationship might be just an email, you know, email exchange. And it might yeah. be, might be an email, you know, might be automated. It might be, you get, you know, your visibility might be an opt-in offer. And yeah. then the way you nurture them, the way you build those relationships is by sending weekly newsletters, by doing a podcast, you know, that's a way, but podcasts sometimes can fit in both of those because you can yeah. be discoverable by a podcast, but also a podcast is how you start to develop a relationship with your audience because they hear you, they hear what you're talking about. So, and just, just starting with one of each of those. Yeah. And I think that's, that's super important. And the one is super important. And then when you think of that, you can really see how you could do all this without anything, right? Like yeah. if you really look at that, you can see how it could just be, um, you know, sending out an email to your hundred best people and, you know, which we all know, even though we think that's a big list and then following up on the phone for two days with whoever like gets, grabs exactly. your attention. Like, and so there's no logo, there's no website, there's no social media post. not to say that you can't do any of those things. Like, and right. I think a lot of times we crave that, but just to know that if it's, if the, cause I'm about to get to the other side in my next change, but like, if you, if you, if you're starting to feel overwhelmed on the, on the other side, like at home, then just know that it can be simpler in the business. And what you described fits into that funnel perfectly. So by emailing the hundred people that you already know, even though you already, you know, technically know them, that's the visibility piece. That's telling a hundred people, Hey, I'm doing this thing, or I have this offer, or I can help in this way. And then if you're interested in learning more, hit reply and we'll jump on the phone. Now, when you jump on the phone with them, that's the building the relationship, that's the nurturing them. And then you just have to make sure at the end of that call, you're saying, okay, here's how you can work with me. And that's the sales piece. That's yeah. the, the higher piece. And that's the per that's a perfect funnel. Yep. And then you have a budget for making your website. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So it takes the edge off a little bit. All right. Um, did you want to go into sales now or not yet? No, why don't you do your next one and then I'll come okay, back so to sales. Okay, so my next one is as you're going into this, um, 
just be like, you're not going to be able to be really clear on your time because you haven't spent time this way in a long time, but do be clear that obviously it's going to take more of your time than it has because you haven't been doing it. And so I find the more clear I am at home about that, the better. And the more clear, especially I am that I still love everybody. (laughs) I'm doing this for them as much as myself, you know, I may have to be on late night calls. I'll make sure, you know, like just be as clear as possible. So everyone still feels loved on the other side Um, because it it does pull you. It will pull you. Oh my gosh. I love that. And that's okay. I love that. I love that. And that just really made me think of something that we have kind of implemented in our family. So my kids are seven and 10. So this very similar to, to her kids, she said eight and 11. Mm. And, um, one of the things that I would feel sometimes, and that I would definitely hear from my clients is kind of this, like the mommy guilt piece, the like feeling kind of feeling like you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And one of the, the shifts that I made mentally is, um, is it's not something I'm doing to my family, right? Like working or being a working mom is not something I'm doing to my family. It's, it's our whole family. It's, and so one of the things and I've actually had this conversation with my kids now that they're a little bit older is that our entire family has a job and our entire family is doing things to help our community and to make money for our family and to, you know, our entire, that's our, that's, my whole family's goal. And each person in the family has a a role in that. And so my role at any given time might be recording a podcast interview, or it might be, you know, getting on a late night call. And my kids role, instead of like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm taking time away from you. It's bringing them into, hey, what I need you to be doing right now as part of your role in this family is getting ready for bed by yourself while I do this call. Mm-hmm. And instead of treating it like, Hey, I'm sorry. Or, yes. or even if it's like internally, like, Oh, I'm a bad mom. If we start to treat it like, Hey, we're all on a team here and we're all trying to contribute. And the way my kids help me earn money for our family is by being able to brush their teeth and put on their pajamas. If I have a client call. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That's so, so important. Okay. Your turn. Even though you just went (laughs) to my turn. I I jump in all the time. I talk about 90% of the time in most situations. So, (laughs) um, okay. I think, I actually think this is my last one. And my last one is don't be afraid of sales. And I think it's so, um, not even common. I mean, I think the reason we go into business the reason just about anyone goes into business is because we're really passionate about the thing we do. So we're really passionate about taking photo- taking photos or we're really passionate about helping sensitive, highly sensitive women thrive. Like we want to do that and we want to spend time creating our programs and we want to spend time making our website pretty and writing our messages. And, but really so much of business and not even so much like business comes down to making sales. And so whatever you need to do, whether it's working with a coach, whether it's reading a book, my, my personal favorite is your badass at making money by Jen Sincero. Um, you know, yeah, I love that book. I've, I've read it. I listened to it on, on audio and I've listened to it so many times. Um, but you know, whatever you need to do around getting comfortable with, with sales, I think that is such an important piece of 
launching a business. And you can take the, you can take the slimy used car salesman thing out of it. All you're doing is I have I have a way to help people and I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to tell you about my offer. I'm just going to make an offer. And if you can just start there and make sure that while you're spending all this time with the logo, with the website, with the social media, with the, this, that, and the other thing that really it comes down to sales. And the more you can get comfortable with sales, it doesn't mean that you're selling snake oil. It doesn't mean that you're being slimy. It doesn't mean that you're being disingenuous, but the more you can get comfortable with sales, the more people you can help. Yeah. I love that. And I, I'm, um, I'm going to forget who am I reading? Who just wrote the latest money book? Um, who's coming back in her second wind. I'm going to have to put it in the show notes cause I'm not thinking of it, oh, yeah. but, um, she said that one of the things that women do is we discount ourselves so that like, she gives the example of her hairdresser saying, you know, that she charges $70 and this woman has all the money in the world. And she's like, why don't you charge 400? And she's like, cause not everybody will pay. And she's like, but you don't need everybody. You need who will, who, who you're meant to serve because you're this good. And I think that that's such an important message for women, not to say that we always have to charge the most, like there's certain, you know, there's certain moments when you don't want to charge the most, Right. Just to be really clear that you're charging what the market will bear, not what you think you're worth or what you think someone can afford because people will pay whatever when they want a change. I mean, I can tell you that I literally went into debt <laughs> yeah. because I needed a, like I needed a change, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. And, and I think I that is anything. Exactly. And that is a really common thing. And we, we all know, and we kind of hear about, you know, the, the wage gap, like in corporate America between men and women, but there's, there's research and there's, um, data that's coming out right now about, um, freelancers. This was looking at like freelancers mm -hmm. and that, that female freelancers make 30% less than their right. male, yeah. you know, male counterparts. And we're setting our own rates. So it's not like, Oh, my boss didn't give me that yeah. raise. Like if freelancer, if freelancing women are, are making less then we've got to, you know, take some, and I mean, we could get into all sorts of other yeah. stuff, <laughs> but like, but I think just what you're saying is like, don't be afraid to charge what you're worth because, yeah. because you're worth it. Yeah. Okay. And then my last one is about time back to time. So, and I think this ties into what Megan has to share, but one of the things that I find really hard as a creative entrepreneur, which I think all mothers and entrepreneurs are creative, so I'm assuming anyone listening has this, is that I get an idea and I'm so excited about it. And I kind of know, I think, in the back of my head that the, the, slot, the work part, like the what it's going to take to get this thing done, is the harder part for me. And so, I mean, I, my mind probably knows that, but I want to do it fast. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's important is to back out a little bit. And like we started this off with, you've just got to get your idea out there. And so yeah. I think it's really important to say, I'm, I'm getting my idea out here. Nothing's going to get in the way. And it's going to be on this date that I launch. Yes. And just to give yourself enough time to fit in all the things that you need to fit in with, with, with motherhood 
knowing that none of the things on that list are an excuse. So I think everything that we talked about is super important. It's really important to get clear on what you would be like, you know, nothing should, I don't think anything should take longer than like six to eight weeks. Like I'm just talking six to eight weeks, not like a year. I wouldn't want anyone to say they're launching their business in a year. I think that's way too much time, but six to eight weeks, that's okay. And that gives you time to actually get the word out, to have the conversations, to feel confident about sales. And so I think if you can sort of start to stack those, and maybe it's even taking a client on for free as a way to boost your confidence Mm -hmm. or to get a testimonial. I mean, there's lots of different little nuances to that, but just to give yourself that, um, that, that takeoff space totally, um, to get, to take all this in because nothing that we've shared here is meant to do in a week. Right. You know, it's, it, it is a little bit of a process. Right. And I think, I think to kind of, you know, summarize like that kind of pulls in everything that we've been talking about. I think, you know, back to the very first thing, I think it's one thing to say, oh, I've got to do these 47 different things in order to launch my business. And so my business is going to launch in a year because I've got to do all of these different things before I can launch. Yeah. And so instead, you know, do less better, decide, okay, I need this, this, and this in order to launch my business and narrow that down and then, and then set your, your date with, with around what's reasonable to do those things, whether it's three things or whatever it is. Okay. I need, you know, I need to have a payment link. I need to have, um, you know, my offer. I need to know what I'm selling and I need to know who I'm selling it to. And I'm going to get those three things together in the next three weeks and on, you know, November 15th, I'm going to send that email out. So giving yourself, but not saying, oh, I'm going to do 47 things in a week and not saying I'm going to do 47 things in a year. Yes. Kind of finding that middle ground. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And, And I think it's some mix between everything we've shared around getting yourself out there, doing the little details and learning, right? Because we've Mm -hmm. mentioned a lot of things like we don't know everything. Like I knew how to design, but I didn't know how to sell. Like maybe somebody else feels comfortable marketing, but they are scared about their logo, like logo, which we're going to go, but we know we don't need anymore, but anyway, (laughs) um, someday. Well, and I think I, if I can give, share one more and then I promise I'll stop talking. I've been super chatty today because um, I love this. This is my favorite thing to talk about. So I think the other thing to remember for all of us. So if you're listening and you're starting a business, if you're listening and you've been in business for years, I think the other really important thing to remember is that business is a spiral staircase. It's not a linear journey. It's not you're starting with step one and then you move on to step two and then you move on to step three and so forth. I think that it's a spiral staircase. So we revisit the same themes and ideas over and over again. Oh, yeah. And and sometimes what I hear with newer business owners is they, they feel really discouraged when they have to clarify their ideal client, right? They're like, well, here I am back to square one. And I just want to remind you, you're not, you're not yeah. back to square one. You're up an, a rung on the ladder. You're, you're, you're up a stair. You're up a spiral. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're up a spiral. And so, yes, you may be refining who your ideal client is. And you know what? It's not the last time you will. Mia right. and I are still refining who our yeah. ideal client is. We're still refining who our message is, what, our, what we're selling, all of those things, because we've come around another rung of the spiral staircase. And now you're, oh, here I am. Here I am again at it's time to refine my message a little more. Like you were just saying, oh, it's time to do a website cleanup. It's not yeah. like you create a website and then you're like, okay, cross it off the list, done with it forever. So let that also give you freedom that like, okay, this is 
great for this rung of the ladder. And when I come around the ladder again, I'll upgrade it, adjust it, spend more money on it, whatever it is. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And then my last thing has to be, it just has to be that starting now while you're like gaining knowledge and doing the high level stuff, make soup, freeze it, figure out smoothies you love so that when you're doing this, when you're in the thick of it, when you're in those two weeks of launch time, you're taking care of yourself. I love it. Such a good idea. Um, and you have a checklist, right? That's like six weeks out. So we'll yeah, if, that in the show notes. Is that the absolutely. best way to do it? Yeah. Okay. You can head to meganflat.com forward slash launch to grab okay. it. It's specific to launching like a product or a course or something like that, but you can really adapt it to anything. And I think it just, I, I think I've seen that list. So I think it just helps to see just, just even when you said you need to have a pay button, I think it's important to know that that's the level of detail your list could be. Cause maybe you could make a pay button in 15 minutes and that's a great task to do in between appointments. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Megan, this was so much fun. And now I've batched, I've done, this is my third podcast interview. And now I have to go take a daughter to singing class. Right. <laughs> yes, that's how life going. is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyone listening, if you have questions, you can still ask. We have a couple more of these. So come to plansimplemeals.com slash ask and ask your question. Super fun for us to get to dive into all these questions. So keep them coming. At the end of every episode, we choose three doable changes so you can take what you heard and put it into action. And it's action, you guys, that changes our lives. And the idea behind these three doable changes is actually not that you take on all three. It's that you choose one. You commit to it. You put items in your calendar and in your days that support it. And then you try to have fun with it so you can really create a new habit or ritual. All right? So here is number one from this episode, focus on the end result. If you're getting lost in all the things you have to do, just stop and ask yourself, what is the result I want and how do I get there? For example, if you need to make $400 in the next two weeks, running a challenge probably isn't the right move for you. But you could send 10 very targeted emails to friends, colleagues, people who you know would love what you have, and see if they're interested. If you feel pulled in too many directions, come back to the result you want. Remember it. You can even write it on a piece of paper. You can hang it over your computer. You can make it the background on your phone. Just remember it so that you're just taking action toward that and not all the other 1,000 things that you could be doing. All right, number two, simplify your funnel. And if the word funnel does not resonate for you, just skip over this one. It's okay. Think about your end result and choose one thing to sell. Pick one thing to do to get visible and tell people what you are offering. Pick one way to nurture relationships. Pick one way to convert people from audience to buyer or client. Even when other ideas tempt you, stick with your streamlined funnel for just this one week trial period or a month or whatever works and see what happens. You might need to make this one go longer than a week, but just simplify. Don't go off after all those shiny objects. This one is huge and something I'm working on myself. Number three is prep self-care. So I suggested freezing soup and figuring out smoothies as a way to make sure you're nourishing yourself during a launch 
or a new business, but the truth is these practices can help at any time that we're feeling extra busy. And this is a time of year where very typically we are feeling extra busy. So pick a day, maybe next week, to batch cook some soup or other meals to have on hand. What else can you do to make life easier? This is all about prepping in advance so you can take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, chances are life will not run quite as smoothly. All right, you guys, if you've gotten this far and you've liked what you've heard, remember to go leave a rating and review on iTunes. It is making a big difference to us, each and every one of you who does this. It's really important so that more people can find this podcast and all the free content that we're trying to give you to make your life healthier and happier. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.